Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. This is such a special topic for me and for all of us who are here. And first of all, thank you, Sherrod, for saying yes once again um, to hold this People First in Web3 series. And this is the first formal talk around this. We've done webinars before. Um, and this topic for me is it's pretty much my soul out there looking for other voices that wants to transmit a very similar message around what do we have to take care of when it comes to a more human-oriented technology. Um, and mindfulness in metaverse is so important because for me, mindfulness, it's about the conscious direction of attention. And when that is placed over the years, and I'm sure Web3 is here to stay, it contributes to our strength patterns. It contributes to, to our experience patterns and how we react in real life. Um, so when it comes to the metaverse, in my case, I feel that there's opportunities to pay attention to really deep stuff like trolls, cyberbullying, safety, children, um, identity, all of that matters a lot, but also I see hope. And I see a new way of social interaction in many other ways, more inclusive, more diverse and more real when we take out many of our own biases around age and culture and gender and many others that actually could be useful and hopeful to create a better world in real life, to embrace those emotions and how does it feel to learn in our interactions out there in the metaverse in that free and loving style to place that in real life. Um, so that's why I really appreciate this conversation. Hi, everyone who is joining us, who's getting into the conversation as well. I see um, some loving, caring people there. Patsy, hello. <laughs> we more than welcome to share your LinkedIn there. Here's a great place also to connect with like-minded people first people. If you're here, it's because you care. And that's highly important. Um, so having said that, I just want to give a word to our lovely panelists. They're so knowledgeable, so caring, so soul connected. Um, so yeah, I'd like to, to give a minute to them. I'm Daniela Cimerlano. For the ones that don't know me, um, I've been short in the space and I'm pretty much raising awareness in some points that I feel could make a more empathic world in real life as well. Um, so yeah, I'd love to listen to our panelists and give the word also to Sharad to introduce himself. Uh, thanks, Daniela. Uh, thanks first for thinking of this topic and then putting together the Starcast. And uh, you know, like I was saying before, we've been doing a lot of webinars uh, on our platform, but this probably is one of the most important topics: mindfulness in the metaverse. People are talking, you know various metaverse uh, build-ups, uh, they talk real estate, they talk uh, commerce, they talk ROI. But I think uh, mindfulness in the metaverse is very topical. It concerns all of us because, uh, you know, social media and all those addictions online are draining us. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's very important to have mental fitness. So I'm no expert on mindfulness, but I consider myself to be involved in the metaverse ecosystem in terms of being one of the first movers uh, in this space, uh, building a community around what we do, enabling brands to you know, be in the metaverse. So I think when brands are looking to position themselves, uh, they must not only look at ROI, 
they must start looking at ROE, which is return on engagement. And that means community building and mindfulness has to be a very important ingredient in that process. So that's my opening statement and my introduction. Back to you, Daniel. Thank you very much. And what you say is highly important. This is the chance, and that's why I'm so insistent that the time is now. This is a chance to get a new way with technology of relating to each other. That has happened before in other internet evolutions, but this is a time to have a third time and do it better, to really learn from what has happened there in those stages and bring it better now. That's what's mindful talking about. Um, so I'd like to give the word, I just, the first person I see in my screen is Philip. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give the word to him to introduce himself. Sure, uh, my name is Philip and I've been working with mindfulness for, you know, for nearly 40 years now. Um, and for me, mindfulness is actually kind of a crappy term because it's very limiting to the mind. Right? For me, it's really about uh, continuously growing awareness and capacity to regulate your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other. Right? And so I think Metaverse can help here in the sense that, you know, it's a new tool for awareness. On the one hand, you know, it's a little bit like the difference between reading a book and watching a movie. Right. If I read the book, I'm actually using my imagination. And if I'm seeing a movie, it's done for me. You know, and I think this is where metaverse can be. On the one hand, a terrible distraction, like Gerard already just said, in terms of if you think about what 2.0, anxiety, depression, all these things went up with social media, right? Because there's that trying to identify yourself in a new way in this new space. And I think we've seen that in the metaverse even more because we have, as you said, projections of identity, understanding who am I, how am I relating to myself, how am I relating to others in this space. And I think it can be a very helpful teaching tool in the sense of, you know, we can learn from movies quicker than we can learn from a book. But I also think it has to be in combination with sort of IRL, you know, work on yourself and actually shutting everything out for a moment. Or of course, you know, do things like what Oliver does where you have actually, you use light or you use sound or you use, you know, visualizations to actually trigger particular mental states as well. You know, so I think it can be very helpful to use some of those technologies and maybe Oliver, if you want to continue Talk a little bit about that. I don't want to, you know, dictate <laughs> the order, but it just came to mind because I talked to him the other day, and I think it's a very awesome tool to consciously regulate yourself. Thank you, and of course, let's give the ball to Oliver about light and sound. Welcome, Oliver. Hello, and thank you, everybody. Um, yeah, also thank you, Philip, for. Uh, introducing me. Um, yeah, my name is Oliver. So I'm the founder of Belight. And so I'm, let's say, in the mindful sector for myself, my own self-development journey since around 10 years. Uh, I was before a management consultant and uh, yeah, I was traveling around the world and diving deep, let's say, leaving the business world behind me and uh, discovering actually my own inner world. And um, I was diving deep into meditation and learned a lot about mindfulness for myself and also this, you know, triggers. And the Buddhist says it's like, uh, it's like three steps, right? Learning the mind, knowing the mind and freeing the mind. And, um, and for me, it's the same, like Philip said, it's more than the mind. But like uh, the mindfulness, I think it's very important that we maybe when we start the conversation also go, what is mindfulness? I think everybody has a different definition and it's such a, a strong word and it's uh, used so much in different terms but mindfulness for myself is it helped me on my personal journey knowing more about myself my triggers my emotional triggers and why i'm reacting in certain ways and how can i make uh, better decisions 
for my company, for myself in relations with others. And I think the metaverse can help us so much to bring more of this uh, teachings um, to the mainstream actually. And then from there, using the technology wisely. And as you said, you know, don't make the same mistake like in web one, web two. So web three is not really, as you said before, and I love this, it's like going more again to the human centric uh, development. And I think mindfulness can help us so much to, you know, become aware and then making the right decisions and then building the right metaverse for all of us where we can all benefit from it. So glad to be here, guys. Love your story. Thank you so much. And the more I listen to you guys talking about mindfulness through awareness, getting like two steps farther on the mindful practice, but a lot around awareness. I just love it. Um, Oli, so whom would you like to, to learn from about? Ah, Neil, please, can you Great. continue? Because I love the article you wrote the other day at LinkedIn. And so please continue, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's an honor to be here. You know, I think there's a saying that you are the universe and the universe is inside of you. And so as we all take deep breaths, breathe, come into the now, we see a reflection back of the way we are being. And so I think it's important for us to be mindful in the metaverse to create a reflection back that we wanna see in the world for our kids, if nobody else, I have a kid. I know a lot of people here have kids probably. And so let's create a world that we wanna live in here in this metaverse, maybe we're in a metaverse already, right? And um, so I think there's a real, beautiful opportunity for you guys who are the builders of this world to breathe more, enjoy nature more, go for, you know, drink more water, laugh more, love more, do all the things that make you happy in your life so that we can then create a world that also makes our kids happy and us happy. So thanks for having me. Thanks for coming here with your wisdom. I really appreciate your, your content as well. It's brilliant. And I think that's one of, of, of the things you're saying that as Shirad was placing in the comments, 5 billion people is thought to be in the metaverse by 2030. We have 10 years to relearn. And, and that's beautiful if you think it that way as well. So, so, so yeah, we can really create a better life for ourselves being aware now placing those skills and those relearnings from now, but building them in a mindful way from now until these 10 years come and all of these people are onboarded in a new healthy way to relating to each other. Um, would you let, who would you like to learn from, Neil? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to Colorado here. Jolene, we're both in Colorado, so we got <laughs> share with us. Hello, yes. Hi, um, my name is Jolene Sheldon. Um, I live at 9,200 feet above sea level in the beautiful mountains of Colorado. Um, I am the founder, author, artist, and technical talent behind the company Emotional Theater. I'm a firm believer that healing is possible through creative expression and building emotional theater was just that for me after the loss of my husband. 
I was overwhelmed with grief and depression and creative expression is where I turned to for comfort. Um, I thought, what if I create something that had the power to strengthen the emotional well-being of others while giving me that creative space I needed to mend? So I dove into this project. And when I emerged, I had self-published and written two children's books. I built an interactive website. I launched a social emotional learning course and created four 3D characters that I turned into augmented reality costumes to be worn during Emotional Theater's augmented reality video podcast, which will be coming soon. And I'd just like to show, show those to, um, to everyone because I'm very excited about their potential for uh, teaching um, emotions uh, through augmented reality. Very cool. <laughs> um, so um, we are boldly going where no other uh, social emotional edutainment platform has gone before into the metaverse through storytelling, gamification and engaging theatrical activity. We make learning and practice empathy fun and communal. I've placed emotional theaters contact information in the notes and I encourage everyone to become a member and visit the website and get involved. I am really honored to be here today with such a vibrant panel of people and everyone is striving to build a better future. So I thank you. Thank you. And thank you for so much creativity. Like if this was Twitter, I'll be just dropping lots of hearts of colors. Like, I just love your work, what you're doing, the energy you put into it. And I remember how I felt when you told me your story in our first virtual coffee. And I still cherish that conversation. I'm so happy to see you here. Um, who would you like to listen next? Um, I would like to listen to Melissa. Oh, thank you. Hi, everyone. Uh, that's a really tough act to follow. Those are awesome. <laughs> I love those so much. Um, so I'm Melissa, and uh, I'm actually a veteran of the fashion industry, and I started my own consulting company in 2021, and I first became interested in Web3 and Metaverse basically to see how fashion brands would be able to better utilize the space, how it could you know, make them more, more valuable um, in this new world that we're in. But what's really kept me interested, um, I think, is summed up perfectly by what um, Shara had said, which is that ROE and return on engagement and how we can really make sure that not just in brands, but everywhere we are taking the best of Web2 and what worked really well in Web2, which some things absolutely you know, made my life and other people's lives so much better, um, but avoiding some of the pitfalls that made people's lives worse. Um, I mean, I've, I've known Daniela probably the longest of this group, and she knows I rejoined Twitter just for her. <laughs> um, I had to leave Twitter because it was had become so toxic. It was actually really hurting my mental health to, to participate. Um, and I rejoined just for her, and I'm very careful of who I follow and what spaces I go to and what groups I'm, I'm part of. 
Um, so for me, that's, that's really why this topic is so important. I think um, that we have to be very mindful and very compassionate and very empathetic. Um, I'm also a mom. I think Neil was mentioning kids. Um, you know, I think teenagers in particular are very vulnerable to both the pros and the cons of technology. And we have to make sure that we're making it a better place for them um, as well as for everyone else. So thank you guys so much. And I'm really excited to be part of the conversation today. I love to have you here. I love the different perspective you bring in um, because that is diversity. Like your experience, it's pretty much incredible around how you've worked to curate yourself in how much you get involved with Web3 communities, with metaverses to protect yourself from it as well. And I think that's beautiful. I think it's something to learn from as well because the FOMO, the hype, the noise can make us just go into so many places right now as part of the community without taking care of ourselves first. And I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Um, so last but not least, lovely Aga. Hi, Daniela. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> wow, that, those are amazing stories that I heard uh, so far. Uh, just a little bit about me. I come from the background of business, marketing, and HR. And I decided at some point to start my own business uh, connected to handcrafts and art, and then to turn it uh, into direction of Web3, uh, which I'm doing right now with Artemy. Uh, and I wish to connect art and self-development in it. So I hope to use metaverse in order to find ourselves um, better, simply. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you all for being here. And I do agree with something very special that Rami Shola said in the comments. Cheers to building a better future and a better present as well. And I chose to study positive psychology because I needed out of a family diverse event I needed to place tools in my family to have a better present, knowing that this could help us heal, heal better in the future. And I bring this up here because I feel that right now, Metaverse and Web3 is a choice because it's not mainstream yet. It's a choice to participate in it. And because many of us are here out of passion, out of uh, curiosity, out of wanting to be part of something new, there's a lot of open-mindedness on how is that going to be. So that's why I say that we can build a better present now, not like the technology will keep changing, I believe, and as it has been changing through the years by now, but the mindset around that, that's, that's to stick culture-wise. And that's why I feel this is a cultural revolution. And that's why I'm caring about those matters because there's already research and that's what I study, research around how building a better present on how we actually interact with each other now and place our mindsets to be flourishing together and to heal together from a, a more empathic way, more than positive. Um, it actually brings a way better future for all. It, it brings a protection to not use technology to go minus 10 with um, there's cancel culture, for example, but a flourishing culture and how we are coming to this space now from a place of vulnerability because we're building, because some of us are 
trying the Web3 full-time dream. Uh, all of others are just trying to place our story to build something new here as well. So we're open to listen. So let's just embrace that moment of so many people openly listening to place a beautiful, mindful message to create a better present now that they go back to dinner with their families and actually have conversations around how to be mindful with them, how to talk nicer to their children. Um, and the metaverse and the Web3 world has given us space to set that conversation again. Um, and that's why I'm here as well. So given that, and given that we've already pretty much come over the in this space, mindfulness is around awareness. Mindfulness is around attention. Where are we playing attention? Um, I'd like to give a word, the word to, to Sharat to hear his thoughts around this as well. Yeah, I want to uh, reference our topic uh, to the metaverse, you know, as it relates to the metaverse. Um, we are hearing almost every day, I think, about play to earn metaverses being set up. So my thought is we should have meditate to earn metaverse, incentivize it, get more people involved in it. And I think there's a niche, there's an opportunity even for businesses to get into that space. And um, there are a few uh, case studies I wanna talk about. Actually, I wanna give a shout out to somebody in California, in Frisco actually, her name is Nania Rees, and she has created a metaverse. Um, you can check her out on trip.com. I'll put it in the chat in a minute, T-R-I-P-P.com. Uh, she's leading this innovation in the metaverse. She has uh, successfully got a funding of some $11 million last month. So she has the resources to build what I think will be the first of its kind, which is like in the space of mindfulness. She's already launched an app where people can customize their experiences based on their backgrounds. So it's about where you come from, the culture, uh, the deficits that you have in your environment. And she is uh, using uh, XR and MR technologies to enable people shift their mindset from where they are to a totally positive uh, mind frame. So it's worth having a look at trip.com. You can download the app for free. And of course she has different versions. Uh, there's a paid version, but it's only $499 a month. So that could be a good invest investment to make in mental fitness. I mean, people after all are spending so much money going to gyms, right? For physical fitness. How many of us are investing in mental fitness? That's a question I'd like to pose to the panel. Well, actually, if I may jump on that, because I think it's actually at this point uh, uh, absolutely required for us to actually up-level our level of consciousness, right? Because I think one, one thing that we do misunderstand or maybe underestimate is this metaverse as this external virtual reality place we can go to. You know, for example, for immersions like with Trip, et cetera, which I've actually been using, it's an awesome app, right? But you can go there and have those kind of immersions and learn something. But what we forget, and I usually like to talk about spatial web, 
is that we're really talking about the entire 3D perception that we're having, right? We're really moving from a 2D information space since we scribbled in the sand and had the stone tablets and on papyrus to the one, you know, two-dimensional websites that we've linked with each other. We're actually moving to 3D information. And if you think about having your entire peripheral vision being programmed by ads and by all kinds of things that are happening where you're actually subconsciously taking things in that you don't even understand you're taking in, Right? It's really, really even more important to be able to locate yourself. Right? And if you look at, for example, Robert Keegan's work as a psychologist, he talks about adult development. And right now we have 65% of adults who are in socialized stage or below, meaning that they're expecting mommy, daddy, some authority figure to tell them who to be and what to do. Right? And if you have that in a 3D environment, where suddenly imagine your you know, dead mother is standing in front of you telling you to buy this particular dishwashing detergent. Right? If you don't have a center of who you are, you can get very, very quickly sucked into a completely different reality. And, you know, in, in this reality, right, we don't, don't forget the XR overlay thing, right, where we suddenly can walk around our city and, for example, blend out all the homeless people, right, or blend out and make it all look like steampunk. You know, we have those kind of opportunities as well. So I think it's important that we understand that we actually need a different kind of consciousness, a higher level consciousness, in order to function in this three-dimensional space too. So there's the you know mindfulness as a general practice, which is super important. And ideally you get to a self-offering or self-transforming state at some point through that work, right? But we actually need to bring people up to that because otherwise we have a completely enslaved masses of people who are running around constantly being in an overlay, right? especially once we get to different form factors that are not big VR goggles anymore, but you know, contact lenses, which are not that far away. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And I think that's part of the of the amazing thing metaverse could do. And it's around mental and emotional healing. And it could actually be powered up by the experiences there. There's there's this type of, of therapy called Ericksonian therapy. And it's what it says is that if you visualize in in your imagination what you need you can actually make those feelings happen. And by that, you are like programming yourself to place it in some words, to feel better and to heal some emotions that you've got around something. Um, and the metaverse is really powerful for that. And I love what I've been listening lately around metaverse experiences, not just for healing, but for yoga and for having deeper mindful conversations as People can't be whoever they want to be there. They feel safer to actually open up and have other types of, of um, dynamics around their own mental and emotional health. And I really believe that that's one of the hopes I feel for, for the metaverse. They can actually move healing faster um, with making people involved in emotional experience, even though it's not in real life, they will definitely impact that positively. Uh, so it's a beautiful use of the space. Um, Ollie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, thanks. Um, I cannot agree more with, with what Philip was saying. So we definitely have to create another type of consciousness because we are, I think, all can feel it for ourselves, this information overload coming from so many channels. Everything is going faster and quicker. And uh, so it's easy to get lost already in web one or web two. So if it's become more, it's even more easy to get lost in web three. So to avoiding to make the same mistake means also like um, going inwards and becoming more self-aware. And I mean, there's like so many interesting people talking about mindfulness and what, it, what is mindfulness. And 
a very easy definition I like from Thich Nhat Hanh is, for example, mindfulness shows what is happening in our bodies, our emotions, and minds. And through mindfulness, we avoid harming ourselves and others. And I think this is what we can also see in Web2, right? How much we are harming others. And also, if we are honest to ourselves and um, the power of vulnerability is like, if we are honest to ourselves, it's like how often, you know, we are harming ourselves through thoughts to negative self-talk or whatever. And if we become aware of this, if we can find a way to transform it, we can change. And there's a nice saying from uh, Jody Spencer, your personal personality creates your personal reality. So if we find a way to use the metaverse to integrate for example, methods like meditation to bring it in a very, you know, very, let's say, a tangible uh, way and a new form of, let's say, mindfulness technique meditation where people can easily adapt to it, can use the technology to learn more about themselves and then use it also, you know, in the world outside in the company, but also when I'm interact in Web 2, Web 3. So I think this is the major point where we can create the major shifts and to reach these people right now. So the mainstream, I mean, there's so many people practicing meditation. I think it was like it was triple uh, in, since the last five years. That was the last report I saw. So it's yoga, meditation. It's becoming more and more popular. Um, and now with the metaverse, we can even scale it up more. And um, I think there's cool techniques out there have a look at my app it's pretty cool but um i think this is this is the thing so what is the best way actually to reach more people to engage them because you know we know jogging is good for me reading a book is good for me sitting at the weekend you know in the nature is good for me but how often i'm doing it or maybe i find other distractions so to find a way to get the people engaged involved continuously to create to change the habits and to create positive habits i think this is through gamification i think that's a definitely a nice tool sherrod uh, where we can find ways to engage people more with mindfulness techniques yeah yeah neil what what are your thoughts on this well, that, that was well said, Oliver. And, you know, I'm, I'm hearing Philip and Oliver and sort of saying we have this responsibility going into this metaverse and there needs to be a higher consciousness. And so I would offer for your consideration that that higher consciousness is here now with us. This presence that we have right now is that higher consciousness. And you can call it Web3 if you want. And the old paradigm created a lot of great things. Most of us are connected here right now, thanks to Web2, we can call it. And so we can be thankful to the old. And the new paradigm has the solutions to the problems that the old paradigm created. And you can compare this to like when we thought the earth was the center of the universe, right? To our understanding now. Our lives didn't change that much from understanding that the earth isn't the center of the universe, right? But the whole mechanism behind everything changed our perspective. So that's what I think is available here in Web3. We are now aware of some of the problems from the old that we wouldn't have been aware of had Web3 not come along and sort of showed us our reflection of ourselves 
And with Web3 and mindfulness comes better energy management. We all get gifted a certain amount of energy every day. We all have sort of different maps to how we get our energy and how we use our energy. And the more mindful you are, the more conscious you are about how you circulate your energy, you create a reality for yourself and for others based on your attention. And in Web3, the first thing that happened was everybody got a wallet for you to receive energy and then for you to circulate that energy in a mindful, conscious way. And so the consciousness is here. And I don't believe that there's actually anything to be afraid of here because the all is the one and the one is the all. And so this is just more of you to explore. And yes, it's going to be highly customizable. And like you say, we can eliminate certain things and bring in other things, but you are the one that is creating this. So it's up to you to create it in a way that you're proud of for you and for your kids and for everybody. Namaste. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you so much for that. So beautiful metaphors with the platforms that Web3 are presenting to us. And I couldn't agree more around how we need to focus on the strengths of what worked well for being more in a place of really being able to connect with each other independent from place and time. Even after COVID, we learned that we can't connect independent from place and time. In this panel where I think everyone is in different hours at the moment and physical spaces, and we're still sharing truth. Um, so thank you gift. so much. What a gift, really, yeah, like, what a gift. We're in this space together. And the metaverse is just going to enhance this, right? I mean, this exactly. is the metaverse. And so we're <laughs> just going to make it even better than what it is right now. Exactly. And what you say about energy, it's contagious. So it's not just ourselves relearning how to heal and how to use mindfulness to be better for ourselves. But that is going to expand because it's contagious, because others can feel it as well. And we'll be curious on learning how to do that, how to be a better being in real life and visuals and sounds enhances emotions and enhances learning. And that's a beautiful gift that metaverse and high definition is giving us now. And I know some say that the tech is not as developed as we wanted it to be in the, like in Vera reality. But for me, it's good enough to place another image. Look what happened with Jolene shared her ways of emotional theater and creativity. All of us were like, whoa, this is cool. We can place a visual to that emotion. That it's a game changer on how we're dealing with ourselves, our energy and how to deal with them and others and share that with others. We're in a web three that is moving around collaboration and sharing. And this is one of the most important things to share with. Um, so I really appreciate what you said and the beautiful beautiful words you used and everything. Thank you so much. Um, I would love to listen to Aga and, and Jolene as well. It's just, I just brought up the emotional theater here. I think it's so important. Oh, sorry. I just wanted to, to follow the what we were talking about. How to not repeat the same patterns from Web 2, what didn't work really. And you brought also topic of attention, of engagement. And uh, what we were 
we used to do in, in Web2, it was still a lot of focus on numbers, on this engagement, how to take more and more of attention of people, which means the energy of others. Instead, we should maybe focus on how to bring really value to them and maybe not take too much of their uh, energy or use it in the good direction. You know what I mean? Um, I think there was a lot of stealing from uh, people, this energy, and we should think about how to make their lives better because of their um, engagement in metaverse. So my question is uh, to all of the other project owners, creators, how you want to balance it because you want to engage people more uh, in your projects. But on the other side, do you consider it that you are actually taking the energy of others? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Couldn't agree more. And that's also why I'm FOMO-less. I always say FOMO-less because I know it's a little counterintuitive with a lot of what I read, but like literally we don't need FOMO. This is here to stay. And it's way more important on, on the quality and on what mindfully we're thinking of while building and sharing and caring because there's so many interactions in those communities that, that more than fast pace, it should be mindful paced. Um, it's what I believe. Um, um, Melissa, I love to see your hand raised. Yeah, I mean, as every single individual person was speaking, I felt this urgent need to, to say how much their comment resonated with me. And I think that's just something so unique to hear so many different points of view. And each and every one of them had this like wow moment that really touched my heart. Um, and I can't even keep track of all of them anymore. <laughs> but I think one thing that's really important that was discussed is just that energy is contagious. And I think that's what's really special about Web3 and what I've seen so far and what we have to be really mindful, no pun intended, of protecting. Um, there's so much positivity and there's so much goodwill that I've seen from every experience that I've had with people that are building Web3. And I think it's really important, the timing of where we are. Like we, we talk about how it's early and there's so many people that are kind of coming to the space, but because it's early, I think we just really have a responsibility to keep things positive because energy is contagious. We've all been around toxic people that bring us down and make us feel bad about ourselves. And then we've all been around people like everyone that I've met on this panel, like Daniela, like you're a light. When I speak with you, I just, my whole mood shifts. And I think it's really important that, that we just keep that, that we just keep that positive energy and, and make this a better place for people as they do join, as those billions of people do come, that what they see is something positive reflecting back to them that is then contagious. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. And you light my days as well. That's why I love you and I love conspicuous because we really feel how we spread that love and, and, and peace in metaverse. And I love that. And I love that we're sharing healing events with Ali as well soon. And that will be amazing. Um, so something is cooking, little drums. <laughs> um, I, I will give the word to Sherrod and then I have a little 
question for you guys that I'd like to share. Yeah, thanks, Daniela. So I think we need to create uh, digital twins out of Daniela because we need so many of her in the community. So that's my proposal. I wish and hope and pray that all gatekeepers of communities have the sense of awareness and insights that Daniela brings, not only to the metaverse, but to this universe. And I mean it. Ever since I met her first time, which was, I guess, three or four months back on Meet the Meta Premier, which is one of the talk shows that I host, I've literally been enamored by her. I love her work. I follow her. I WhatsApp her almost on a daily basis. And I love the energy that she brings to this space. And Web3 is all about a mindset. And I've said this many times on different platforms. Web3 is not about technology. Web3 is a mindset. It's a mindset of collaboration, not competition. And the communities that we are building have to have more conversations such as these. We don't need blockchain technology conversations. There are enough programmers in this world who will take care of that aspect of the metaverse. We need thought leaders, we need game changers, and we need more importantly, people who walk the talk. And as let's say a gatekeeper of a small community called Meta Shapers, which I started a few months back, I already see this common sense of purpose in every member that has joined us. And I'm so glad that we are having more of these conversations. And I encourage our audience to, when you go back after this webinar, please spread this message of mindfulness to your family, to your friends, to your own communities. I sincerely urge you then we can create a movement. And that's what we need uh, to get started on an urgent basis before the metaverse DNA gets polluted by the commerce of it. Mindfulness has to be an essential ingredient of every metaverse that is being built as we speak. That's my submission to all. Thank you. Wow, wow, lots of claps and thank you so much for the loving and caring words. And that's something that I really cherish and it's it's a mindset. Mindfulness in metaverse, metaverse is the beautiful tool. Mindfulness is the mindset and it's for our teams, for our families, our friends, our couples, our uh, whomever interacts with us. If we send the right message that will move on and on and that's how culture works. And that's why I'm so happy to have Philip here as well. He's, like the incredible ways he's teaching other businesses culture-wise how to be better as people using the metaverse as a tool. It's beautiful. And there is, and I'll just give the word here to Jolene because she's doing great with that as well. And then Oliver, here is where I want to place this question. And it's pretty much on the mindset that Neil was placing out on, on changing paradigms. So us being aware on what did not work pretty much in the other internet resolutions that came to, to the cancel culture and to some toxicity, setting that aside, how can we use metaverse from its strengths 
to bring these experiences. I want our listeners to learn the options out there, to learn the hopes out there on how the metaverse will help us all to create dynamics of better relating to each other and being more mindful in whatever we do and whoever ever we interact with. So the question is intentionally placed from the positive view of it because I want to give hope and because I want to give information of options to heal and move on to that mindset. Um, so, so Jolene, I would love to listen to you and I know you're already working on that. Hi, thank you. Um, <clears throat> yes, that is exactly what uh, emotional theater is working on. Um, so uh, to me, a mindful metaverse is a community where empathic people are caring for each other's emotional well-being, a space where true human connection occurs. We need to create um, spaces in the metaverse that teach people how to recognize emotions so they can mindfully um, be aware of their own emotional state and as well as the emotional state of others around them. So I envision taking their newly heightened empathic powers out of Web3 and using them in the real world the immersive experiences that will come with, um, with Web3's uh, AR, VR technology will leave an impression that will naturally carry over into people's lives. So emotional theater likes to say, uh, play your part in the theatrical world. And I think mindfulness is a strong uh, part to play in, in that role. Agree. And here I want to bring up something that Christos Tiliani, sorry if I misset it, was placing out in the comments and is that one of the most important things is that we are not taught, people are not usually taught in a costume to being mindful. So it's it's pretty much thought as something on on just for the ones who like meditation or just for the ones who like yoga or just for the ones who go through mental health uh, matters, but it's not, it's for everyone. It's a mindset. And, and the metaverse is a beautiful way of placing that education. And I love seeing people like Emmanuel here because that's where ethical metaverses come from, to educate, to place those spaces to educate. I, I recently did an exercise for my own self around emotions, which I literally placed them in bubbles and colored them the ones that I feel are difficult for me and the ones in another colors that are the ones I want to move in in my daily decisions. And I shared that with Kinspiki's um, family, I would say, but community just for them to have the exercise. But I thought, how cool could that be if I could leave that in my own metaverse self so I can experience that more than my own coloring things? <laughs> um, very um. webbed to coloring, but, um, but anyways, it's just about the impact of bringing that into space that is more impactful on how we feel around it because it feels way more real. Um, so I love, I love, I love what you do with that. Um, I'd like to listen to Ollie and Philip is working brightly on this space as well about educating through being better in the metaverse. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as well. 
if that's okay. Yeah. If I may, Oli, just come in uh, for a minute only, and then we'll go to you uh, straight away. Uh, Metaverse is about the Gen Z, right? So uh, we have uh, in the audience, uh, Emmanuel Kuzada. Uh, he's a dear friend, and I think it's only right to bring him into our conversation. I believe he's around 24 years. He's ahead of uh, you know most uh, people in his age group. Um, and I want to reference him uh, and put some context here. So I met Emmanuel in Dubai some three, four months back, and he had a very compelling story. Uh, <clears throat> I, I don't want to hijack your story, Emmanuel, but very briefly, you know, he was addicted to social media and almost went to the dark side and kind of turned full circle and then decided to change the world. And that's what he's doing. So I want to give the mic to Emmanuel for a few minutes. Holly will come right back to you. Um, but I do want to bring in Emmanuel here. Emmanuel, next three minutes are yours. Please, uh, you know, share your story with the audience, what you're up to, and tell us about Utopia, please. Hello, Shara. Thanks, thanks, thanks a lot for inviting me. Uh, Daniela, it's a pleasure, like always. Oh my God, every time, every time. So guys, uh, I'm, 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 I might not use the three minutes, um, but yeah, I'm, com I'm coming here because like all of us, we are, I think that we are the leaders of the next technology of the Web3. And uh, when Ch uh, Charad invited me into this, um, into this panel, he, he told me that I might can say something, uh, not only for, for you guys as well, for the audience. And right now, um, I'm developing a metaverse, and this metaverse is, is AI, blah, 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 friendly. It has really good values, cool. Um, but what I'm trying to, to, to make aware of the Web3 community that is shaping the, the, the metaverse, the meta shapers, um, is this is the justification. So I was addicted to social media, and I almost get suicide. My family said me. Uh, from suicide. Um, what I'm trying to do is that I'm trying to tell everyone to start to spread the voice how harmful is social media, but on a almost panic way to tell everyone, hey, now is an emergency. Tell every single person, tell the government, tell the leaders, tell the important people, tell them, uh, make them, make them understand that we have to change and regulate this as soon as possible. So right now, my, my, the focus of my career has been changing from develop my own metaverse into develop an example of a metaverse, but more important, change the rules into the governments of how to shape this, this metaverse on a better perspective, right? Because not, 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 the people still don't have the power to manipulate the tools that they use in the technology. I think that in one point we will have it, but till now we're depending on authorities that can intervene into, into the rules and models that we will have to follow into this Web3. So if you can spread the voice as leaders, if you can spread the voice as Web3, um, if you can modify um, the products that you're developing into a, a more awareness, um, mindful set of, of, of a moral metaverse in, with the justification that Web2 is really bad for humans, 
that is causing depression, stealing your data, uh, making you addict to algorithm, blah, 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 blah. Polarizing personality, uh, making kids violent, blah, blah, blah. If you can tell the people, hey, this we already screwed up in Web2. Now we have the opportunity to regulate Web3. Let's start to talk about it. Maybe do some protests, maybe share some videos, maybe do stuff viral, maybe talk with presidents, talk with uh, senators, and just modify the laws against uh, AI and Web3 interaction and virtual interaction. I think that we can change a little bit of, of what is happening. Thank you. How much love for you. He was one of my first virtual coffees three months ago that I started this journey. And when I met him, I, I didn't know he was that young. I think it's like an old soul, I'll say. And I felt this, like, this might sound a little crazy, but for me, sometimes I feel that if we join those forces to build mindful metaverses, we're in ethic metaverses, the amount of people happily interacting there because they're learning something good because you're not getting addicted to it, but getting added value from it, because you're learning how to deal with their emotions in a better way. So then they can solve in real life problems in a more wise and healthier way. It's pretty much like a cultural proof of concept that something else has to change in bigger organizations in real world. Um, in real world, I mean like governments. Um, that's amount of people, it's 5 billion amount of people saying, yes, we care about this, how schools, universities, mental health um, spaces and, and like health insurance and all of those in real life matters, how are they going to change for the people that don't have the internet resources perhaps or the money to have those experiences? How are we going to make that for them because we already have an amount of people enjoying that in other ways. Um, so this might have been gone too far, but it's something that I sometimes feel and, and would love to keep working on that and spreading that voice. Um, so yeah, now it's Ollie's time and Philip's time. Just wanted to say that. Thank you so much for Emmanuel. I love you. Love you too. Thank you, thank you, Daniela. And thank you, Emmanuel. I love you all also. I we just met, but thank you really for sharing your story. And also it shows the power of vulnerability again, right? If we are authentic and sharing our deepest story, how powerful it is. And that's really, I think, what's what's all about in uh, in the metaverse in the web three. When as Sarah said at the beginning, it's about collaboration, coming, bringing people together, shift our paradigm. But the question is, like, when you're talking about your story, Emmanuel, I had this idea of, like, yeah, creating a DAO, a kind of mindful, ethical DAO, you know, as a lobby, because how can you create, and I love your ideas, and also your idea, Daniela, and, um, yeah, I don't want to dive too deep into this to make it not maybe too, too crazy for the others, but um, it is, um, so how can we, how can we get, you know, to the top, to the, politicians you know to actually that they're making the right regulations where it's really human people society centered and not lobby centered so we have to maybe create a strong lobby and maybe in a way a DAO could be a strong lobby with thousands millions of people actually being part of the DAO and then talking to the right institutions about the right uh, 
topics and helping them to find, let's say, the right regulations, what, how we can, because it has to come down and bottom up, I think, at the same time. And um, because mindfulness doesn't start with having a good idea, it starts with being self-aware. Even this kind of people is like having the problem problems of not being, you know, balanced, self-balanced, self-aware. So it's like, okay, how can you start? And this is what I realized uh, so much during my career as a management consultant. As I, I sat with people on the table and there was amazing ideas, but at the end, everybody was in the head. Everybody was to make it generalized now, but, you know, in the fear and the old energy, in the old structures, in our old programs, you know, so their ideas couldn't really, uh, could not deploy it or deliver it because at the end they were going back into the same structure because of their subconscious programs of their beliefs and everything what is actually in our mind. And it's like, there are so many research out there says 80 and 90 to 95 percentages of the time we are not really in the present moment so not really aware so it's like the subconscious programs are running our lives and i think we also have to teach these people you know to at least step by step and it's a journey so we cannot really it's a let's say evolution a revolution so to make to bring them step by step on their own self journey so yeah Actually, I, I, I was raising the hand to talk about energies and, you know, about uh, how much technology is taking our energy. And just to, to wrap it up and then to give the word to Philip, it's like, yeah, we are so used that technology is actually taking our time. You know, their addiction or social media, just want to check one message. And then at the end, I'm there for an hour and a half an hour doing stuff and forgot what I actually wanted to do before. It's like... Um, so teaching or helping um, people that there's technology out there, like the app, for example, Sherrod, you mentioned at uh, the beginning, there's a good, a lot of nice tools for mental health, emotional health, which helps you use the technology wise, it gives you energy, helps you to have a better sleep, helps you to meditate, helps you, you know, to become, let's say, uh, less stressed and more balanced, and then you can bring more love, compassion and kindness into the world. So there is technology out there and maybe um, there's maybe also we can share a list with technologies I think we all used helping us for on our own journeys and maybe we can share it also with the audience for in the next uh, session. Thank you, thank you. I have more to say, but I think that's, that's nearly at the end. <laughs> I think we could all talk for hours. I can already tell the passion here and everybody is passionate for this topic. And I think it's so beautiful. And I, I actually, I know we're at time anyway, so I'm going to keep this very short. What I did like today so much was the focus on how each of us shows up. But right? if you think about how culture is created, culture for me is an interference pattern of how each of us shows up. But right? if you think about each of us as sort of a drop in water, creating ripples, Culture is that thing that happens between, right, because of those ripples. And I think the, the general tone here today was we can create the culture of the future, right? Like Neil said, we have that red free consciousness already. We are that, right? And so we're now regulating, as, as this organism is doing, we're self-regulating towards the next human future. And I think this is, you know, today, just hearing all of you was really beautiful. I can tell each of you is a very powerful little drop in water, creating ripples around you and really shaping the culture. So it was a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much again for the invitation. Wow. I, I, I got to admit that that sometimes I miss some words there. Um, but I do appreciate a lot what you're saying. And 
also being aware of time, I just want to wrap her up saying that being mindful and using metaverse for mindfulness, it's ageless, it's cultural-less, but it is a high responsibility. It is genderless as well. It's all people being there, open to learn, to talk, to be, and to express that in real life. Um, and if you're a founder out there, many of them are Gen Z, many of them are Emmanuel's or younger, <laughs> um, that are wanting to really change the world because they're feeling what the world has done for their own generation, but they still have to learn how to deal with the emotions, how to deal with creating that and doing that. And the metaverse is a beautiful space technology. It is our friend if we use it mindful. And because it is not mainstream yet, we have and we can do it better now. As us, all of us have a phone, but all of us learn how to use it and not in the better way sometimes. And that can happen the same. We can build this awareness now. So when everyone has to use metaverse for some reason in 10 years from now, even if it's for a corporate course, like those type of little details, it's better if it's placed ethically from now. And if we share this mindful way of being in there. Um, so yeah, to all the founders there, if you don't know how to do it, please do share a virtual coffee with any of us here or other many mindfulness advocates and well-being and, and people first advocates out there. That brainstorm could give you lights on how to do it differently, how to have guardian angels in your communities that can place better dynamics within them and not and, and protect them from 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 all of the things that could happen when someone is not is not there for them. Um, that can save someone's life, that can save save someone's day. Um, and that's pretty much how we save the future with good use of technology. So so thank you all for being here. I don't know if someone else would like to give some some wrap up words as well. I just want to pipe in uh, by saying that uh, try and get uh, FOMO out of your dictionary. Last words, anybody else before we wrap up? We have to thank our audience for investing their 60 minutes with us. I hope you found it useful, this conversation. And like I said before, you know, after you, uh, you know, are out of this webinar, please spread this message to your communities, to your friends. And that's how, you know, this ripple will uh, reach far and wide. And that's the intention of hosting webinars such as these. So uh, if I may, on your behalf, Daniela, just, um, close this webinar by thanking each one of our panelists. I mean, for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom. Uh, we really appreciate having these conversations and uh, yeah, stay tuned on to onlywebinars.com. We have so many more engaging conversations that are coming up uh, in July and a recording and a podcast of this will be available uh, tomorrow, same time. And uh, if I may close, or Daniela, you have the honor to thank the audience and our panelists. Thank you. Thank you so much. More from Emmanuel coming soon. You'll see later on with people first <laughs> in Web3 uh, webinars. And, and yeah, thank you all so, so much. Less FOMO, more mindful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care, guys. Yeah. Till next time. Thank you, everybody.